for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. This morning, we want to be focusing on the Father's heart for the broken world, how he sets the lonely in families. And it, it dawned on me afresh this morning that he doesn't just invite the lonely along, but he sets them in. To be set in to a church family, that's different from just attending, isn't it? You, you may enjoy just coming along here, and yeah, I, I go along to Gateway, but if you're coming along regularly, I, I know I speak on behalf of God on this one, it would be God's will to set you in, to be a part of it, because he sets the lonelies in families. Isn't that a beautiful picture of setting as in? That's God's intention, to be a part of it. Well, I couldn't be a part of this lot there. They're too holy, they're too spiritual, they're too ugly. One of the two. No, it doesn't, just, no God, if God's calling you here, he'll set you in. That's, God wants to set us in to spiritual families, because church is God's family, local church. He's got families all over. And it's never God's heart that his people should be isolated and, and not be a part of a family. It's been so good having Ben Goodman with us. He's loved being there. He wore me out. Um, <laughs> Staying up at late at night, debriefing, eating cheese. I mean, he's cleared me out of my wine cupboard nearly. Um, that all good stuff. But we, uh, we had such fun. And uh, we went over to uh, Holland. Um, we went up to Norfolk to meet some people. Then we caught the ferry, overnight ferry, on a, to the Hook of Holland on Thursday night. And there was a load of Dutch kids there on the ferry. You know what it's like? Oh, the noise. I didn't sleep a wink at all for the whole eight hours. And we got to um, Relational Missions Prayer and Vision at uh, Burkle, which is just next to um, Rotterdam. And uh, it was on mission. Carl was speaking about mission for the churches. It was so helpful. And we drove back and we had a thunderstorm of all thunderstorms after 38 degrees. And we just talked. I found out things about Ben I'm not going to tell you about. Um, it was really good fun. But the heart of it was um, mission. God's heart for mission. Um, from the Great Commission, you know, Jesus said, go into all the world. Um, and I, I've been asking a big question. What is at the heart of mission? What I mean by that is, what really motivates us to take the gospel, this good news, to our friends, neighbours, work colleagues and the nations. What's really at the heart of it? And, uh, you know, we, we hear about the command. Jesus said, I've commanded you. You could almost say, well, that's the heart of it. The command to go. And we've all lived under that, many of us have lived under that sort of ministry over the years in different contexts where you read the tapes and the books that you've got to go, we've got to go and do it. And it's like heavy. And I thought, no, that, that's, that's not the heart of mission. 
And why do so many of us work our socks off each week, in and out, to resource the various ministries of the church? I'm thinking of math, Stuart, all the work you do. Another. What really drives us to, to keep giving our life, sowing our life into his purposes? The first verse, okay, let me flip it. What is the most famous verse in the Bible? John 3.16. John, I knew you were going to say that. You, you remember at the Olympics, there's, some, there's always somebody who would hold up John 3.16. I mean, I'm sure people look at that, and that's a pretty good idea. It's creative. But we know that verse, don't we? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And it dawned on me, I'm a bit of a slow learner, but I know that so well I've stopped stopped reading almost because I know it. But I realised I didn't know it. Because the heart of mission, friends, church family, is the heart of God. The Father's heart that propels mission. Because God the Father so loved the world that he gave his Son. That total self-giving, it stems from a Father's heart for the broken. So when Jesus says he stood having risen from the dead and before he ascended in heaven, go into all the world, it's because he knew the Father's heart was for mission and that he was calling them and us to continue the Father's intention that the world may be healed. God so love the world. And that's what drives you and me. Because the Holy Spirit, he wants that. That's his purpose, to fulfil the, the desires of the Father. It's so simple. <laughs> it's so simple. God loved and he gave. So for us on mission, it's not so much the command in itself, but the command to love and to give. It's so simple. It was for Jesus. That's what that's what propelled him. He said, I've come to do the Father's will. What's the Father's will? To reach a broken world. I delight to do his will. And Jesus, if you were to turn to the Bible, um, John chapter 20... Verse 19, it's a precious story. Um, 
do keep bringing your Bibles along to church. I think we, when we, we don't want to develop a culture at church where we, we do just do sound bites, yeah? Do, it's, my neighbour saw me walk out this morning with my Bible. It said something. It said something. It's a witness. Yeah, we believe in the word of God. Don't be afraid of this. It's a sword. But in John 20, 19, John, one of the disciples, wrote in, in his memoirs, he wrote this. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, this is after Jesus had been raised from the dead, the doors being locked where the disciples were for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace, excuse me, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I'm sending you. Wow. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. Receive the Holy Spirit. So simple, but so profound. As the Father has sent me, now I'm sending you. Well, how has the Father sent him? God so loved the world that he gave his only son. It comes out of the giving art of God, mission does. To love a broken world. That's why, so Jesus was connecting. Look, I'm sending you in the same way that the Father sent me. Receive the Spirit. Receive the Spirit. At the inauguration of his ministry, the Spirit came down on him. This is my beloved Son, and I'm well pleased. Receive the Spirit. So what we're emphasising here at church now, in us being Spirit-filled, is not a little phase... It's fundamental to how Jesus functioned in his mission of the Father. So we've all got a a personal journey to go on in that way. But we've all got to understand that the Father wants to breathe the Spirit on us to accomplish what is in the heart of the Father and what was done at Calvary. So as we wait upon the Spirit in these days in our daily walk with God and together making room, it's essential for mission. So there's two things. Do it Jesus' way and be equipped the Jesus' way. You know, there are so many books on mission. I have got at least two shelves full on, on mission. I spent three years in the Anglican Church at their Bible college learning how to do mission. I still read about mission. I've, I've watched the videos. I've, we've got them, haven't we? Now it's YouTube. We know how to do it. There's so much stuff. So many programmes. But the one overarching fundamental thing that has to be, that motivates us, is not a video or a book. 
It's the Father's heart of love. In us. That compassion that just has to call, just has to motivate us to go. Now, we can all, all do that, whether you're in the staff room at school or the office at work. You become alert because now you're on a mission from God. Those of you seen the Blues Brothers. Romans 5, verse 5, it says this, The love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. We all, as long as we're on earth, we need to have Father's love filling our hearts through the Holy Spirit if we're going to be fruitful. And we want to be fruitful, don't we? So it's vitally important that we understand the role of the Holy Spirit in expressing and empowering us to manifest the Father's love to a broken world. We're hearing story after story of God doing stuff through us because we are being more sensitive and tenderised by the Holy Spirit. There was a parable that Samson gave um, to the Philistines. And he, he described about a lion being slain. He said, out of the eater will come forth sweetness. And as God tenderises us, and sometimes he uses circumstances in life to tenderise us, There'll be a sweetness coming out of us because we've been tenderised by God's love. Ben spoke to the marrieds um, at that married evening we, marriage evening we had and he said we need to learn to look again. You can see but not look. Look into one another's eyes. Yeah? Because men can stop looking into their wives' eyes. Start listening again. Really look. And you know, Jesus, he looked. And, um, you see, Jesus saw things because he was so, he understood that he was, he understood the mission. When he was with that adulterous woman, she you know what, five, trying to find love, five, mar- five, five guys, five different guys. You'd see, when I used to read that, uh, I think that's uncommon. It's not uncommon now, is it? People are looking for love and still not finding it. And the disciples were on a mission for food, weren't they, at the well of Samaria in John chapter 4. But Jesus saw in her what she was, her heart was looking for something that, men couldn't give her and he engages his with her and he poured the father's love into her the interesting thing was the conversation went along the lines of worship he had a worship conversation with her not a sex adultery conversation with her and when we do this thing at the hub some of us will go down there 
We may be into worship conversations because people are going to hear the music going out. Isn't that interesting? Because he, under, he, he understood, he was in tune with the Father's heart for this woman. When he went into Jericho and the crowds are pressing through, Jesus pulled out the guy from the tree, Zacchaeus. And he said, I'm coming to your house for tea. I'm coming to your house. Because he saw something in that broken, lonely, isolated man that he tried to build his security on finance. And inside he was a desperately lonely man. So many rich people are very, very lonely. But he saw him and he loved him. And he gave him time. And as a consequence, that, that swindling tax collector, he says, I'll give back. How many? Ten times, five times, back to the people who swindled me. That's loving a broken world. That's a father's heart because sin destroys. The religious Nicodemus. Do you know any religious people out there? They need Jesus. John chapter 3 said, Nicodemus, unless you're born again. But he gave him time. He came to Jesus by night. I'm sure Jesus wasn't waiting for... Um, Nicodemus to come to him I better wait around till he comes he was doing something else most probably it was an interruption but because of the father's love in Jesus Jesus made time for that religious man even in Gethsemane Jesus said father not in great emotional stress not my will but your will be done What's his will? That God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believed in him would not perish. The cross. The cross. Jesus on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. It was, he was pulling down the Father's love all the time. Father, forgive them. Oh, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. The Father's love. They don't know, they don't know Father. I don't know. I don't know. But Father, forgive them. You see, the heartbeat of Jesus was the Father's heartbeat. It's got to be your heartbeat. It's got to be my heartbeat. Jesus' resurrection, the first thing he did was not to launch a back from the dead tour. But he was led by the Spirit into the Garden of Gethsemane to meet a lonely woman who was so disillusioned and broken and grief-stricken called Mary. And he said, Mary, she said, it's just Jesus. He said, I'm ascending to my father and your father, to my God and to your God. You see, this is the heart of the gospel what, Jesus could have said loads of different things, but what did he say to her? It's all about Father. You, there's a Father, and now you can have fa- Father. It's my Father, and now he's your Father. That's the Gospel. If you want to know, what is this Christian thing? God, the Father, can be your Father. And we need fathering. If you talk, teach to any school teacher, they will say the number one issue 
is the issue of fathering in families, the lack of it. Everything comes from that. That's why Jesus started the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, <laughs> he was trying to focus us, our Father, 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 if it be possible, let this cup pass me by. I don't want to do this bit, Father, but not my will, but your will be done. He was always partnering with the Father. He never disconnected from his awareness of the Father's love. (laughs) The purpose of mission was to reconnect broken people to the Father and to set the fatherless, the lonely, into families. Jesus cares for his church. It's not our programs that will spill out into the park mall, or it won't be what we do, the programs of what we spill out here on, into Ashford will change Ashford. What will spill out is the Father's presence. Yeah. When we've been in the Father's presence, things happen. Things are beginning to happen here. Things are beginning to happen. Why? Because we're learning to do it the Jesus way. You've got to get comfortable with this because the windmill is turning its face to the wind. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So gentle. But what a picture for us as God breathes on us. Thank you, Graham. Let's, let's hold on.